Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast from Faith Point Church, Auckland, New Zealand. We hope you will encounter God afresh in this week's teaching segment. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, then you can visit us at www.faithpoint.org.nz. And now for today's message. I've got a, a message to bring that, some of, that I actually brought about two years ago. And... Um, and it's about the power of blessing. And I want to bring it again. Um, perhaps from a, a little bit more of a mature perspective, having seen a lot more of the power of blessing around the world. But also because I think that there are some new people here as well who wouldn't have been here a couple of years ago. So it's a good message, a powerful message. You know, I've been a Christian for, for nearly 36 years. And... This message about blessing, which I really cottoned on to in the last four years, has radically changed my, my life, how I do Christianity. And I'm walking in more love and more power by a long way than I ever, than I ever did before. And um, it's a real secret in here, and, and that's what I want to share. You know, a lot of the time... Um, I notice it really that a lot of people are focused on their own lives and their own, their own pain, I suppose. But what I've found is that when we open our hearts to others and actually release blessing over them, that love and power enters your life. It's like if you want more love, then you have to give it away. Right. And... Uh, I've really come to understand that and to see that. And I've, I've just started a, a blessing lifestyle. So I bless people in waiting rooms and airports on aeroplanes, air hostesses on long-distance flights. I bless chooks, cows, farms. <laughs> I bless dentists and hairdressers and wallets and businesses, all kinds of things, really. And... Uh, I've blessed barren wombs and children have come forth Amen. in due process, of course. Yes. And, um, and I, I don't know how many people, hundreds of people I've blessed one-on-one -on -one with the Father's blessing and had them weeping in my, on my chest. And so I know this is uh, really, really powerful and, and I've, I've passed this message on and so there are pastors and just ordinary people doing this all around, all around in many, many countries. So it's not something that, that I am specially anointed with. You understand? It's for everyone. All you, all you actually have to do is to have a mouth and, uh, and be spirit-filled. So, for example, I think about a, a pastor in Africa who was complaining about his small congregation and uh, his small offering. And uh, he decided to bless instead of complain. And both the offering and the congregation grew. I think about a, a wife in Kenya who had an alcoholic husband who'd come home drunk all the time and to be quarrelling all the time. And she decided to stop complaining and she would actually bless him. And within a matter of days, he virtually stopped drinking and there's no more quarrelling in the home. I think of a school teacher who had children um, in a low desol area, is that what you call it? Uh, a lot of solo mums, a lot of rebellious boys in the classroom. And he decided to go into the classroom early and release the kingdom of God in the classroom. Just amazing, really, what he did. And about seven days later, he said, the kids wanted to learn. All the rebellious behaviour disappeared. Isn't that, this is real, I'm not making this up. There was a lady uh, uh, from in New Zealand. She had cysts on her ovaries. And she read, uh, she was in excruciating pain one day, so she decides, after reading my little book, that she would bless her ovaries. The pain went. She went and had a scan, and there were no more cysts on her ovaries. You know, <laughs> in Kenya, a father blesses his daughter, and from that moment on, she had no more migraines. There was a husband and a wife in Togo, that's in northwest Africa. Their marriage was a battleground. And uh, she got hold of this book, she read it, 
the husband noticed she was reading it and thought when she was out he'll read it as well. Anyway, to cut a long story short, their marriage is now reconciled. Look, I could go on and on, but I'll just do one or two more. But there was a, um, a man who was very angry and sort of cursed his son of 16 years of age because he wasn't doing, any, wasn't doing well in his exams. So he read the little book and he, and he really was convicted and he, he decided to bless his son, to love on his son and to hug him and all this kind of thing. And it's completely, the whole relationship has completely turned around. And uh, I was in Wangarei recently and uh, this woman came up to me and said, this is my husband. He's a Christian now because he read your book. Um, it just goes on and on. I could spend the whole 40 minutes that I have uh, with testimony. But I just wanted you to see what blessing can do. And if you're like me and you want more of the power of God in your life, then this is something you can do. Anyone can do it and you will experience the anointing. It is so simple. Does anyone want more power in their lives, by the way? Can I just say, what about more love? More love. More of the love of God. There's quite a few hands going up. Not everyone, but quite a few. Now, it's a, I really want to explain how I came into this because it's informative in itself. Because it started in New Caledonia, which is a, a French territory. It's where my wife comes from. She has graced us with her presence today. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she said to me, I'm sure you're going to embarrass me. Anyway. Um, and I was giving a, a teaching on curses in French to a prayer group. And because uh, there's a lot of witchcraft in the islands and people do silly things, really. And I discovered that the French word for cursing was, uh, I'll give it an English pronunciation, malediction, or malediction, if you prefer, but uh, malediction. And the French word for blessing was benediction. Now, when you put cursing and blessing side by side, you don't see really anything in common. Um, but when you put malediction and benediction side by side, you see something that's in common straight away, and that's the diction part of it, which means speaking. And mal means bad, so cursing was bad speaking, and bene is Latin as good or well or something like that. So blessing then was good speaking. And this fascinated me. It was like a light went on because, you see, I had the impression, or I knew, in fact, that cursing was really powerful and very high impact, particularly when you get into areas where there's witch doctors and all that kind of thing going on. Um, you can get very sick if, someone, if a witch doctor puts a spell on you you can even die. But I always thought by comparison that blessing is this fluffy little word. Well, uh, you know, someone sneezes and you say, bless you. You know, for example, and I had never heard a teaching around blessing, and I just thought it's a very low voltage kind of word. But when I saw this, bad speaking and good speaking, I said to myself, hey, if bad speaking is powerful and high impact, then surely good speaking or blessing should be powerful and high impact. Really, really like you're here, Arvin, you know? And, um, and, so, and so you see, I then connect that with what the Bible says, and the Bible says that we speak either words of death or words of life. So you can say in effect then that cursing is speaking words of death. You know, we, we release heaven or hell with our mouth. Did you know that? It's quite amazing, really. Um, and, and, and blessing is speaking words of life. And actually, biblically, blessing is speaking God's intentions or favour over someone or some situation. Now, this works in the natural and in the supernatural. So let's just look at the natural first, just quickly. I remember a man in, uh, in Napier came up for prayer one day and he said, every time I get close to succeeding at something, it gets snatched away. And it's happened time and time again. He said, I think it's a curse. I said, I think you're right. I think it is a curse. And so I, did, I was praying over him and suddenly we knew what it was. I'm, this is the short version, okay? But his father used to say over him, you will never succeed at anything. You're hopeless. And actually, quite a, few of you, quite a few of you have had that spoken over you too, I believe. 
You know, by the way, the Holy Spirit is just, is just showing me that he wants to do something with, he wants to heal joint pain today. So just bear that in mind as we go along because there will be an opportunity for that. Actually, he also wants to baptise five people in the Holy Spirit. Now you may, I don't know, he may want to do this at the end or as we go, but if you feel that your joints are being healed, just give me a wave. If you want to stand up and test it out, that's okay. There's a man over there, give me a wave, sir. Another one. Is that because you're healed or because you've got joint pain? Is that because you've got joint pain? Well, I'd expect it to get healed today, okay? I digress, but it's a good digression. So there you are, you see... Fathers have particular authority, and so do mothers. You see, I, I, there was another lady who came up to me on a Sunday morning, having done a, a whole workshop thing on Saturday, and she said, I've just realised something. She said, I've never really been able to enjoy my children. And she said, what you said on Saturday made me realise. My, my, my mother used to say to me, if it wasn't for you kids... I could be partying and doing this and doing that and doing that. My whole life would be different, you know. And so you see, her mother had effectively contaminated or cursed uh, her life. And um, in fact, just one more. I, I think of this, um, this very attractive married woman. She came up to me one day and she said, I've felt rejection all my life. And it turned out, when we tracked it down, that when she was very young at school, the teacher made her stand on a stool and mocked her in front of the class. And that's where the spirit of rejection entered. So you can see the power of a father's words, a mother's words, a school teacher's words. And you know, when I was about 21 and I had a medical, the doctor said to me that your feet, when you get older, are going to cause you hell. I think I had flat feet or something like that. And, and as I, when I became a Christian, I remembered that. And I felt this is a curse. I don't accept that. I break that off myself. And my feet are really good. I bless my feet. You know, they're fearfully and wonderfully made. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God for my feet. But I'm just saying I could have accepted that. So, you see, we, people in authority, as I say, school teachers, parents, doctors, that kind of thing, their words are powerful, even in the natural now, by comparison, I could say to my son, that's a clever little hut you've built in the backyard, son. You could be a great architect one day, or something like that. And I've just spoken words of life. So those are examples of words of death or cursing and words of life or blessing in the natural. But it's also true in the supernatural. Because you see, the witch doctor, he's committed to Satan. And he's got access to the power of darkness. And when he curses you, He's speaking words of death with the power of the kingdom of darkness behind what he says. But I want to tell you this, that if you are born again and a spirit-filled Christian like the real deal, then you can speak words of life, you can speak God's worth, God's intentions in favour over people, and the kingdom of God will swing in behind and will perform them. Now, I really want that to sink in because this is amazing. This is amazing. This is what those testimonies I was just giving you are really all about. We don't realise what we're carrying. Do you know, we are new creations. We're not even better men or better women. We're actually a different species, a different kind of being. We're a new creation. It's amazing. And most of us don't realise the authority that Jesus has delegated to us and the power that we have access to. You know, I sensed um, some years ago now that the Spirit of God say to me, you don't know who you are. And I thought that message was for someone else, <laughs> but it was for me too, you know. And, uh, and not long after that, another word was, if you only knew the authority you have in Christ Jesus, you would change the world. I actually think it should be change your world or change that part of the world that you could influence, okay? And um, so I just want you to know that we who are seated in spiritual places, is it, with Christ Jesus, we have, we have authority to release the kingdom of God. And so often, so often we're asking God to speak to the mountain and to remove it, aren't we? We do it. 
You know, I, I hear it all the time. But God has actually told us to speak to the mountain. He's basically saying, you speak to the mountain in my name and kick it into touch. Isn't he? That's what he's saying. And it's the... And, um, so, in other words, we are waiting on God often when God is actually waiting on us. Now, this is, re this is really, really important. If you, if you start speaking to mountains instead of asking God to take them away, then, then the mountain's going to move. Because that's the way God wants to do it. You know, when we pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How is that going to happen? You know, yes, God can move sovereignly, but most of the time, God works through his people. And he really wants us to kick the devil's bottom. <laughs> I'm being recorded, so I have to... <laughs> <laughs> so you see I see myself as being a love machine my job is to go about the father's business just like Jesus to go about the father's business releasing the kingdom blessing people laying hands on the sick delivering people that's what I do that's my job and it's also your job and if you're not doing that then you are disobedient isn't that right, James? Because it's a commandment. I don't think it's an optional kind of thing. But it's also very exciting. So, one thing, though, that I really want to make clear is that when I bless you, I'm releasing the blessing like God does the blessing. I don't want anyone to think that I can bless anybody in the sense of the power, Okay? My job and your job is to speak the blessing, is to speak healing, is to release the kingdom. But it is God who does the blessing, who does the healing, who does the, the, the delivering. I sort of make that really, really clear. And um, so there you are. Now, I've learned, how to, I've learned how to do this, and there's a few things that it's good to know. Okay, so I'm going to share these, these nuggets with you so that you will be dangerous and powerful. So the first one was, is, was quite shocking, really. But I'll tell you how I came into it. Because I used to go into my business early, and because I wanted to bless it. I was, this is a, I don't know, how, when was this? Maybe 10 years ago? I can't remember. So I would get in there early before anyone else. And I had to get in there early, because there was about 100 odd people there. So I had to get in early. And I would say, God bless Colmar Brunton. And I'd walk around saying other good things like that. But it always felt flat. I never felt anything. Never sensed anything. Then one day I changed, and I can't even remember what provoked it now. But I said, Colmar Brunton, I bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now I was quite scared to do this. I thought a lightning bolt might come and... Who, who did I think I was, you know? Comrade Brunton, I bless you. I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And straight away, the anointing fell on me, like warm honey being tipped all over me. And it was like God was saying, yes, son, you've got it. That's what I want you to do. See, I was, I was using my authority. Look, this is a huge, huge thing, this. I really want you to get this. You can, go, you can go saying, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. And most of the time, you don't really mean it. It's a habit. Um, you know, God bless you. But I tell you what, when you say, I bless you, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and you do it with love, and you do it with intention, and you formulate the blessing, you actually have to, to think about what you're going to say. You've got skin in the game, so to speak. And um, now, I thought that was quite shocking. But when you, when you look at what the Bible says, Jesus said, bless those who curse you. He doesn't say, ask my father to bless those who curse you. And Jesus said, if you, if you believe, then in my name, in my name, in my authority, you will lay hands on the sick. 
and they will recover. He doesn't say to ask the Father to heal the sick. You see, a lot of people are still doing this. A lot of people are asking God to heal somebody. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do, of course. But I'm saying it'll be a lot more effective if you speak to the mountain, to the disease, and command it to go in the name of Jesus and release healing, you'll get far better results. I know, because I've tried it both ways for years. <laughs> okay? And anyone who's been in the healing ministry will tell you the same thing. The Randy Clark, the Bill Johnsons, every, oh, everyone that I know, they'll tell you the same thing. So... We don't ask God to cast a demon out. We speak to the demon in the name of Jesus and we command it out. Okay? Now, some of you already know this, but some of you don't. So, but if you, if you do, this is actually the biggest secret to blessing is I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, really, it's really about intentionality. You know, when I look at uh, what Paul did, for example, Paul would say grace and peace. That was, his, that was his blessing. It was coming from him, of course, but they're living in a culture where blessing is normal. You know, and, and, we, and we're not. So I find that when you say, I bless you in the name of the Father, Son, or just in the name of Jesus, I'm doing it in authority and I'm having to think about what actually do I want to release? You know, if I was going to bless Faith or anybody else here, I would be thinking to myself, what, what does the Holy... Well, actually, I'm going, to tell, I'm going to tell you what I think. This really brings me on to my next bit, because we've got to do it in love. There's no power, really, in God outside of love. And you know, the, the, the bit where it says um, in Galatians, I think, faith works through love. The word for love is agape. So what it's saying is that the more we realise how much God loves us, um, the more power. You know, more love, more power, more of you in my life. And so when I bless somebody, I ask the Holy Spirit that I would feel God's love for that person. I always want to bless in love. Sometimes I even cry when I feel it. I'm a bit of a crier, actually. When the love of God comes, I'll be like that. Um, and we do it in faith. Faith, love. And I don't. And to really do this in the way that I'm talking about with supernatural power, you really need to be baptised in the Holy Spirit. You need to be spirit-filled. And I think I just said, I think there's five people here that God wants to fill today I could be wrong but that's what I sensed and I take risks now I just speak it out <laughs> and um, and intentionality is really important you probably could say God bless you if you are doing it with real intention but I know that when I am doing it and I have to take responsibility that I, I have to do it with intention, it's a bit like a bow and arrow you know, if I want to bless the bless you, Phil. My, the arrow is my, is my blessing, you know, and, um, and, and I'm formulating what the blessing is, and then I pull it back, and then I look at my fingers here, I just release, I just release the blessing. I'm not throwing it like a lance, like a spear, but it's God that's doing the blessing. And you know another thing that's amazing, you know? God's bursting to do this. Look, I've had to change all my ideas about God. Well, you, you're following me, you're tracking me with that, aren't you? That's good. And, um, you know, I thought sometimes God was a bit reluctant to release blessing, that we had to be good to be blessed, that it was conditional somehow, but he was more interested in catching us doing something wrong. I, I had a lot of wrong ideas. But what if the God, what if the Jesus in you actually wants out of your box? Not only does he want to work in you, but he really wants to work through you. What if, let's go, let's go a stage further, because there was a pastor in the US who read my little book, and he sent me an email saying, it's as if, oh, he said, it's amazing how fast blessing works. That was the first thing he said, and it's true, it's very, it's worked very fast, usually, not always, but usually. He said, it's as if God is waiting to lunge out in love. Now, can you imagine this? Can you imagine 
God within you, Jesus within you, the Holy Spirit within you, however you want to see it, is waiting to lunge out in love through you. Do you believe that? Thank you. But this is the way it is. And uh, in fact, God is actually depending on us to release this, to release the kingdom. He's depending on us. Yeah. God is waiting to lunge out in love. Now, there's another really important thing that I've discovered, and that is to be a really good blessor, you have to have a clean mouth. I don't mean brush your teeth with pepsodent. You'll wonder where the yellow went. No, not that one. This is a clean mouth. Now, <laughs> I'm showing my age here, aren't I? Um, now, now, just think, think about these words for a minute. God wanted to use Isaiah to speak to the people of Israel. But when Isaiah came into the presence of God, what did he say? Speak out loud, Phil. Woe is me, I'm a man with unclean lips. That's right. Woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips, or something like that. And God had to clean his mouth before he, would, he could use Isaiah to speak to the people of Israel. It's a big deal, isn't it? And then, but it's not just isolated because God said to Jeremiah, if you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. And James says to us, don't let cursing and blessing come out of the same mouth. And Jesus said, you will be accountable for every worthless, careless word that comes out of your mouth. You know, I had someone the other day say to me, Richard, you're dead right. I said, you change that. Change that. He said, I was dead, right? <laughs> but you know, you see, these things can slip out of our mouths. You'll die laughing. And um, I'm, sick. I'm sick and tired of, of whatever it is, and you wonder why you're sick and tired. But anyway, but apart from that, if you want seriously to speak to cancers and have them shrivel up and die... That's real power, isn't it? Yeah, does anyone else want that or am I the only one? Does anyone else want to? Okay, well then, well then we have to watch what comes out of our mouth. You see, the way I look at it is like this. God will empower everything that comes out of your mouth. He won't just empower the good things and not the bad. So when you say, look at that silly fellow on the motorbike, he's going to crash and break his neck, he would crash and break his neck, wouldn't he? So that's why I think we have to be so careful in what comes out of our mouth. And another thing, if I can say so, is that not to judge, not to give God counsel. You know, you could say, if you were blessing the old-fashioned way, as I would call it, God bless Fred, make him give up drinking and make him listen to me. <laughs> and, and you see, a, I know I'm exaggerating, but there's a lot of things in that that are wrong. She's delegated to God, God bless Fred. No skin in the game, no effort. She said, um, it's whining and judgmental, and God hates complaining. I can tell you now, I'm sure I'm right in this. God hates complaining. Stop complaining. And it is focused on Fred's dirt. Now, see, the interesting thing is this. That's Satan. That's what Satan does, you see. Satan knows the gold that's in each one of us, and he's scared of it. But he always calls us by our dirt because he wants us to keep focused on our dirt. He wants us to be impotent. God, on the other hand, he knows our dirt, but he keeps calling forth the gold. And, that, and that's the difference, you know. That's what, that's what God does. So God calls Gideon a mighty man of valour when he's actually a scaredy cat. And he calls Peter a rock when he's actually very flaky. But this is, this is what God does. And um, it's good, isn't it, Faith? Thank you, Faith. If Faith says it's good, it must be good. Now, now, 
now I think we need to practice this. And uh, is anyone here would really like to be blessed? Just give me a quick hand. Oh, everyone! Oh, it's too many, too many. Okay, look, I'm going to I'm going to pick on um, on the pastors here. Would you come up the front, please? Both of you, yes. We Faith Point are going to bless the pastors. Can you stand facing the audience, please? Now, I'm going to ask you to stand up. Would you, the pastors, please open your hands to receive, to receive a blessing? You see, we are going to speak a blessing, but the Holy Spirit is going to do the blessing. So what I want you to do is to feel, to focus on, on God's love for these, for these people who've devoted their lives to serving you and to serving God. Just feel in your spirit that love that God has for them. And now I want you to follow me. Just speak out, speak out loud what I say. Is that okay? We love you, pastors. We appreciate you. We honour you. We bless you with health and strength of body, of soul, and spirit. We break off you all discouragement, all frustration, all weariness, and we release over you the refreshing rain of the Holy Spirit. We bless you to walk in more of God's love and power and to teach us to do the same. We bless you with increase and fruitfulness in every area of your life. In Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> Please, if you can sit, you can sit down. <laughs> but doesn't it feel good to say, "We bless you," or "I bless you" in the name of Jesus? You know, you can. I just feel the anointing, and I know most people do as well. You feel an anointing because you're in tune with God. You're in tune with God. You're doing what he... God is a blessor. And you're flowing, you're flowing in the Spirit and you feel more love and you feel more power. Okay. James, if I was to finish at 10 to 12, would that be all right? Okay. So one of the things that I, I realized quite quickly in all this is that there's a lot of different blessing situations there's the one that Arwen touched on a bit this morning about blessing those who curse you or blessing those, blessing those who seriously vex you. Okay. I'm on my best behaviour this morning. <laughs> and, um, and although I've focused on blessing others, we, we, we need to realise that we curse ourselves and uh, we need to bless ourselves and not curse ourselves. I'll explain that in a minute. Bless your home, bless your spouse... Bless your workplace, blessing your community, blessing God even, even blessing the land. So I can't do all of these this morning, although most of them are covered in that wee book, which is out, up, the, up, up the back there. Buy lots of them. They're only $2.50 each and give them away. Okay, so blessing those who curse you. I have a, a really vivid memory of a lady who's husband had left her. This is a really bad case, or extreme case perhaps. And she was struggling emotionally and financially. And she comes up for prayer one day, in a situation not unlike this, except it was a bit public. And, uh, and it's a hard situation. You know, I asked, I asked her in the course of our conversation, I said, do you think you could forgive your husband? 
And to her credit, she said yes. And she did. She did. Bless her husband. But you see, forgiveness is the easy bit. Well, it's not actually, but it's easier than what I'm about to do. And because I think forgiveness takes you from overdraft to zero. But you can go another stage and you can bless the person. So it's one thing to say cancel the debt, but it's another thing to start putting some money in the bank, to start, to start um, wishing that person well or releasing grace towards that person. That's another step. And I said to this, to this woman, precious woman she was, I said, do you think you could bless your husband? Now, she didn't know how to do it. So I said to her, follow me. And it went something like this. I can't remember exactly, but I bless you, my husband. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, I bless you. I bless our marriage. May all of God's plans and purposes for your life come to pass. And may you become the man of God, the husband and the father that God always purposed for you to be. That was the kind of, the kind of thing. And you know what happened? The Holy Spirit fell on her. And because I was standing in front of her, he fell on me as well. And we both ended up sobbing our eyes out in front of everybody. You know, and it made me, it made me realize how Christ-like and how majestic it actually is to bless those who've hurt you. It really is. You know, in, in, a, in a more light-hearted vein, I, I remember going down State Highway 16 when they were doing things to the road and they had an 80k limit. And... Um, now, the old Richard would have called one of God's creation a turkey or an idiot. But the, the new Richard doesn't do that anymore, you know. And, and so if someone goes past at 120, you know, and I might say, may the love of God... No, I would say, I bless the driver of that car in Jesus' name. May the love of God pursue him and overtake him and arrest him in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and... So you see, when I do that, I have moved out of being a victim to being in control. And I have a good laugh. And you see, 1 Peter 3 verses 8 and 9 says, Don't return cursing for cursing or reviling for reviling, but instead bless, because this is what you are called to do. This is what you are called to do. We are called to bless, and you will inherit a blessing. So here's the genius of Jesus, you see. Because what's, what's just happened is that I have released the love of God over that person, and I do it in faith. It's not just to have a laugh, but I, my arrow, the arrow is, is pursuing him, and it's going to hit him. Bang. I've, what I've done is I've released God to move in his situation, which would not have otherwise happened. Secondly, I've cut off the toxic squirt of bitterness and anger or resentment or hatred or revenge or whatever it is that might, be, might happen, it's just cut off. That's why God tells us to do it. Yeah. It cuts off that root, that bitterness, that rots our bones. And, um, and thirdly, we inherit a blessing. So every time I bless somebody, I get, I get a blessing. It may not come back in the same form, but I get blessed. And I feel it. I'm a blessed man. I'm walking in the favour of God. <laughs> but isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that remarkable? When you bless somebody, not only do they get blessed, you cut off any to toxicity. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> and you get blessed. Remarkable. So, it's just, it's like that woman married to the alcoholic that I told you about. She decided to stop complaining and to bless. Okay. Then there's cursing yourself. How many, you know, I remember another lady come up for prayer one day and she said, I'm in the court. Or you could tell just by looking at her that she had worthlessness, rejection written all over her, okay? But when it came to, to prayer, she said to me, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. And I said, where did you hear that? She said, my parents told me I was dumb. 
Isn't that remarkable? There's, there's some of the, so this has happened with some of you people, I'm sure, as well. Someone or some school teacher or kids at school or somebody like that. You know, and I must admit, you know, I think I've, I've mocked somebody myself who, who, who was dumb at school. If I'm really honest about it, I regret deeply that I did that. And um, so I said to her, say after me, in the name of Jesus, I break the power of those words that my parents spoke over me and which I have agreed with. I break the power of those words right now in the name of Jesus. And then I blessed her. I said, you have the mind of Christ. You have a sound mind. How dare you say that you're dumb, you know? And I blessed her. I told her she was God's princess. I mean, it's all true, isn't it? You see, the best antidote to a lie is the truth. And she began to shine. And when I saw her a week later, she was a totally different person. Oh, look, there's lots of things like that. And... Um, you know, sometimes I struggle with my, my mind, with my thoughts, with my imagination. So I bless my mind. I want it to be a holy place that the Holy Spirit would be pleased to dwell and to download words of knowledge or wisdom. To I really want that. It's not an easy thing, well, for some of us anyway, to accomplish, but that's what I do. And, you know, blessing your body, I've already given you a number of examples of... Uh, of healing simply through blessing. Did I tell you? I was in, when I was in Fiji last time, I was in the marketplace blessing people and showing other people how to bless, and I blessed this woman. And then I said to her at the end, um, is there any pain or any sickness in your body? And she said, well, there was, but it's gone now. <laughs> now, I'm serious about this. This is really remarkable. But the, the trick, in inverted commas, is to is thankfulness. And um, I remember uh, Anne Sanford, I think, wrote a book once called The Healing Light. And she went into this hospital where this woman was going to have an operation for her legs. And this woman was full of complaints. Full of complaints. And Anne, look, this is not, I can't remember the exact words, but she said to her, um, how old are you? No, I shouldn't say that. She said, how old are your legs? Well, she's at the same age as I am, you sooty, you sooty woman. How old would that be? Oh, I'm, I don't know, 68. I'm making this up. And uh, are these the same legs that walked you up the aisle to get married? Yes, they are. What's that got to do with it? Is this the same legs that, um, that you were dancing, you went dancing with? Well, yes, they are. <laughs> she went on like this, you know. And um, have you given thanks? Have you thanked your legs for that? Have you thanked your, your legs for 68 years of service? Well, no, she said, I never thought to do that. But you know, when Anne saw, came to see her a week later, the operation was cancelled. Her legs were healed. You know, so, the, the, you know, the, the combination of thankfulness and declaring that your body, you know, even doing some research on the body part, do you know that your skin is an air conditioning system? It's a waste disposal system. It's remarkable how it moves and follows you around all over the place. And it keeps everything together, which is good. <laughs> but, you know, just to appreciate it and to love on it and, um, and to bless it. Because when you're blessing, you're releasing God's intentions in favour and God's intentions are to heal. Okay, blessing your home. I'm sure you, most of you know how to bless your home, but the three simple steps... Evict everything that uh, shouldn't be there. Most of us live in second-hand homes. We don't know what happened in that home before, but clean, clean it, um, basically, and fill it with the Holy Spirit. Blessing your spouse. I, um, I took a bit of a risk the, risk the other day. I was in a situation with a gathering of people, and I said, um, I might talk to the married people, I said, how many of you said I love you to your spouse yesterday? Put your hand up. No hands. What about last week? One hand. I didn't push it any further than that. But you know, it's this British culture that we've inherited. You know, I'm sure that Jesus knew that his father loved him. But that is baptism... God the Father told him he loved him. He said, this is my beloved son. 
with whom I'm well, this is my boy, and I love him to bits, if you want a more modern vernacular. Okay? And again, when Jesus was going to go into the bad stuff at the end of his ministry, again, the Father loved, loved on him and strengthened him. And, you know, my father never, never did that. In fact, I said to him one day, years and years ago, after too many wines, and I said to him, you never told me you loved me, Dad. And he said, of course I love you. You should have known. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Because that's the culture, you see. And um, I said to uh, one of my pastor friends not so long ago, I said, um, I think I have a teaching gift. You know, because every time I learn something, I want to share it. I want to, you know. He said, I could have told you that. But you see, he didn't. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm feeling a bit down, someone will speak a word of encouragement, and I go from down there to up there, just like that. You know, it might be a testimony that comes in by email. It could be just something that someone says. And, and, and our power to speak a word of encouragement, a word of life over somebody. What about a word of praise? A word of praise, you know. I said to my wife last night, gosh, that was a lovely meal you cooked. You're a really good cook, you know. And she is. But I don't say it enough. And probably you don't either. But we, we need to hear things like that, don't we? And so, bless your, bless your spouse. I love you. You're special. I'm glad you're my wife or my husband and the mother or father of my children or whatever you want to say. Bless your workplace. Actually, I'm going to have to stop because I want to do a father's blessing to finish, okay? I've got to try and honour honor the time thing. But the workplace thing, I started on that there. Bless your boss. If you're a working person, bless your boss. Bless your business, and you'll get promoted. Now, I do want to finish by... Don't, don't complain about your boss. Don't complain about your boss. I don't know. Anyway, I won't go there. I've got to finish. I've got to do what I'm going to do. I want to bless you now. I really do. It's in my heart. And um, you see, I know that the great majority of you have never had your father lay hands on you and bless you. I haven't even talked about blessing children, have I? Oh, what a, what a joy it is to bless children. Blessing children. You start blessing your children, they won't, they won't leave home without it. And, um, and I wonder how many people would be in jail. I wonder how many people would be in jail if their parents had blessed them. So... What I offer then is to say, would you let me be an alternative channel by which God can give you the blessing you never had? Okay? And I've done this for thousands of people in groups and hundreds one-on-one, -on -one, and it is very, very powerful. So if you would like to receive a Father's blessing, even if you've had one before, I'm going to invite you to stand. If you can. And, um, and as I said before, I speak a blessing, I release a blessing, but it is the Holy Spirit who does the blessing. And therefore, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you but I just want to say this. The Holy Spirit responds to three H's. Honour. And I think we're honouring right now by standing, getting off our bums. And then I think humility. And I think opening our hands perhaps and closing our eyes or just a submission. Not to me, but to God. And hunger. Hunger. So come Holy Spirit. Upon these your saints, these your precious people, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. I just want to acknowledge you, Lord, that this is your presence and your work. I am simply releasing and speaking. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Sweep over these people, Lord. Rest on them. I love you, my child. 
my son, my daughter. You are special. You're a gift from God to me. And I'm so proud to be your father. I love you and I'm proud of you. And I ask you to forgive me for things I've said and done that have hurt you. And for the things that I didn't do. And the, and, the, and the words I didn't speak that you longed to hear. Will you please forgive me? I'm so sorry. And I believe it's a, a father's responsibility to break generational curses off his children. Four generations or ten generations for sexual sin. So I repent on your behalf of the sins of our ancestors. Sins to do with the occult, things like Freemasonry and witchcraft. Sexual sin, financial dishonesty, every kind of sin that brings a curse. And I declare over you that Jesus became a curse on the cross. That is to say he took upon himself the consequences. He took upon himself the curse that was due for you and me. That we can enter into the blessing. So in the name of Jesus and by the power of the blood of Jesus... And by the authority you've given me right now, I break the power of every ancestral generational curse that has followed you down through your life. It ends here, this morning, now, finish. And I bless you with the healing of all the wounds of your heart, the wound of rejection, which comes in many forms like abandonment, negligence, betrayal, betrayal, the wound of abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, every kind of abuse. And if you have been sexually abused I repent on behalf of whoever did it in Jesus name I am so so sorry and I have a feeling that there may be some ladies here who your father really wanted a boy and he got you for that kind of rejection let there be healing Lord And then there's the wound of failure, maybe a business failure, maybe a marriage failure. Jesus said, I have come to heal the brokenhearted. I have come to heal the wounds of the heart, and Jesus is here now. And as he walks among us, I'm asking you now to grab his robe and take the healing. Jesus, pour your ointment out, Lord. Pour out your ointment on every wound that's represented here this morning. Pour out your love, Lord. Your name, Lord, is as ointment poured forth. So many wounds, Lord. So many hurts. So many injustices. Bring healing, Lord. Bring healing, Lord. And I bless you with overflowing peace. As I think James said this morning. I bless you with overflowing peace that can come only from one place. The Prince of Peace. I release that over you right now in Jesus' name. And I bless you with fruitfulness. Good fruit. Abundant fruit. Fruit that lasts. 
even in old age, that God is not finished with you. And I bless you with success in life. Just say after me, I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. You know, in the name of Jesus, I break off you every limitation. Every limitation like a glass ceiling that's operated over so many of you because of some lie you have believed about your worth. I just break it off you right now in the name of Jesus. I break it off you in the name of Jesus. God can and will use you. I break it off you. I just really feel that. I'm breaking it now in the name of Jesus. And I call forth your potential. I call forth the gold that we were talking about earlier. I call forth the gold that is in you. I call forth your gold. We need it. The world needs it. The church needs it. Your family needs it. I call forth your gold. And I bless you with health and strength of body, soul and spirit. And I bless you to walk even more closely with the Lord. You will not stumble nor falter, for the word of God will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. And finally, finally, I bless you with abounding love. You know, Paul prayed that we would know the height and the depth and the length and the breadth of the love of Christ, which is limitless. And I'm going to ask you to do something a little bit unusual. But you see, faith is an action. And on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to take a step forward. I know you don't have much room. It doesn't have to be a big step into the love of God. You see, Paul wanted us to experience personally the love of God. Not just as a theoretical concept, but he wanted us to actually know in personal experience, the love of God. One. Two. Three. Let's take that step into the love of God. And you know, love and healing are so closely connected. And I'm going to ask you to do another thing, but on the count of three to take another step. But this time, into the healing, the healing presence of God. This is where you bring your joint pain and anything else that you want healing for. Just grab his robe as he walks among us. Just grab it in faith and say, it's mine, I'm taking it now. Jesus, the healer, is walking here. One. Two, three. You know, I speak to joint pain in the name of Jesus. I speak to these this mountain. And I command it to go in the name of Jesus. I think there may be some bodies, parts that have not got full movement. Maybe it's a shoulder. You can't live above horizontal. Or maybe it's something else. I think there may be someone here with women's problems. 
Well, I release healing in the name of Jesus. And I release it because I can. Because I'm authorized. Because I'm a son of the living God. And I'm operating in the name of Jesus. And I'm doing what he said to do. So I'm releasing healing. And healing is coming. Because of his goodness. Because he wants to lunge out in love. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen.